0: Hello, today on Women of Substance, I have a very special guest minister, and her name is Jerry Horton. Some of you know her, and uh, I know her now as my mother-in-law, my husband's mother, and uh, you're really going to be uh, treated in a special way today through the word and the testimony of her life. Um, when she came to stay with us and David said, mom, you want to be on the podcast? And of course, she was curious about what all that entailed. So we were kind of talking to her about it and she said, well, David, I'll be on there, but I want you to do all the talking. <laughs> so, so anyway, he gets to tell the stories, but, uh, she did pray for everybody at the end and you'll be blessed by that prayer as well. Uh, what a life of faith. That she has lived. She's 92. And um, we were so blessed to have her in the church the other morning to uh, Grace Harvest Church, our church here in Holiday, Florida, right near Tampa. And uh, she played the piano with uh, David as he played the organ. And so we were worshiping here at the house. And I, I think we'll have a little clip of that. We were worshiping here and she was playing the piano. David's on the organ. And uh, I'm trying to sing a little bit. (laughs) Anyway, um, the Lord loves joyful noise, so I don't mind singing a little bit. But uh, it was a very special time, and I videotaped it. So we'll let you see a little bit of that as well. But I want you to be inspired by her life and her testimony and just the belief that she has in God, uh, especially in the area of finances because she really put her faith out for things. And I, I love that about her. Many women um, kind of expect their husbands to buy this or buy that or provide this or provide that. And uh, I think that we ought to put God and his word first and and pray and ask God for things and m- maybe not put so much pressure on our husbands and uh so this these testimonies are of uh, how she she did that. She operated with faith in God for really desires in her heart, and God just supernaturally moved and uh, got her exactly what she wanted each time. So you'll be blessed by this and uh watch it and then tell your friends about it so that they'll also be encouraged. God bless you. To women of substance, today we've got a terrific surprise for you. This is my wonderful mother-in-law, David's mom, Jerry Horton, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) She's visiting us in Tampa, and I told David, I said, "We need to do a podcast (laughs) because we've got this greatest prayer warrior right here, and that's true. Teacher of the Word, and just she has always inspired me with her just spirit of." Uh, perseverance and spirit of faith. Isn't she got great faith?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I
0: would go on and on and on because I could, but um, we've got some really neat things for, um, for us to share today. And um, most, most, I would think most of you that are listening today would know Jerry Horton. She taught at healing school. She taught at prayer school. Um, Brother uh, Kenneth e. Hagan, um, Really depended upon her prayers for uh, the ministry, Kenneth Hagen Ministries, and for years, she's uh was a wonderful, loving wife to the late Doc Horton, and
2: sixty-three he, years they were married.
0: Sixty-three, isn't that amazing? And uh, he was a professor at Rama and a, just a Holy Ghost man. Loved the word, yes, and pastored for years.
2: Yeah, pastored uh, many churches and. Founded many churches and, yeah. um, uh, you know, did, did, uh, did other, uh, assignments in the ministry, but right. he was a teacher at Rama for 13 years. So.
0: Isn't that something? Yeah. Um, you know, and he was state overseer in the church of God yes. in, um, New Mexico and Iowa and well, Iowa
2: two different, um, uh, you know, um, segments of his life. Yeah. Right. Sure.
0: And then, uh, also, pastored other churches, Augusta, and so forth, but the one I remember um that y'all pastored was in Smyrna, Georgia, uh-huh. and I lived in Smyrna during my high school years and uh, they lived right across the street from my high school, which we didn't even we did. know each other then. in a
2: townhouse <laughs> 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 on and Atlanta I, Road. <laughs> and I
0: think Norval lived next door to y'all. <laughs>
2: yeah, they, he did. He rented the the one next the unit next door. Yeah.
0: And I wish I had known y'all then. But <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, it was what was the name of the church there?
2: Concord. Concord.
0: Concord. Yeah. And so many miracles happened in that church. They've shared with me some of the things that went on. Even the mayor of Atlanta yes. came.
2: Maynard Jackson. Yeah, came to
0: your church. And first asked, first
2: black mayor of uh, Atlanta, Atlanta. And one of the first black mayors in the United States. Isn't that awesome. Quite something, yeah.
0: And he asked for prayer. David, tell that story.
2: Well... Uh, uh, my my dad and mom were very involved in full gospel businessmen's fellowship international um back in back in those days that's the, the early mid seventies and
1: yeah
2: um the that particular uh chapter in atlanta uh, of of the full gospel businessmen's was was one of the largest groups that met you know monthly right. they had a banquet. A breakfast banquet and usually twelve, fourteen hundred 1400 people it was a big deal and um the again the late linwood maddox senior was the he was the secretary treasurer of the full gospel business business for the whole organization and then he also was uh the head of that local chapter and so somehow uh through some other members of our church you know I won't go and do, drag this out but uh, my dad had met the, uh, mayor's bodyguard had somehow oh, yeah. come to that meeting. And I think maybe got saved in that meeting. Maybe somebody brought him and, um, his, his, um, his name was Paul Boos, B O O S wow. not Boos as in liquor, but <laughs> Boos. <laughs> He's
0: got such a good memory to remember. All yeah. That. Paul
2: Boos. And wow. anyway, he came to the, uh, that and then he started coming to our church some and uh we we knew he was the mayor's bodyguard we didn't make a big deal about it you know and one uh there was a garbage worker strike uh in atlanta at that time and um i don't remember exactly the year but again uh, early to mid 70s and um um some union organizers had come down from from New York City anyway <laughs> to organize the workers and uh, some of the cities in America at that time including New York had gone bankrupt in their in their city um you know government and and uh the the, the budgets that they had were overrun and it was just a, a a bad time a lot of there was a recession during that time and uh, oil crisis and all kinds of things that remember. you might remember going on and gas shortages Right. Um, and, um, at any rate, um, um, the, um, uh, the mayor was up against the wall because he said, I am not going to, I'm not going to just grant these people a raise when there's no money to raise them with. It's like writing a bad check, really, you know, and Right. he says, I'm not going to bankrupt the city of Atlanta. And, um, so he they said, well, you know, the garbage workers weren't showing up. They were on strike. The trash was piled up in the streets in, in Atlanta, in Atlanta oh, city cool. limits in Fulton County there, and so he didn't know what to do, and he he he, I, he mentioned to to Paul Booth, the the um, bodyguard and, and sort of chauffeur, too. He yeah. said, he said, um, I don't know what to do. He says, well, once you go to church with me, and We'll pray at that church at that <laughs> Smyrna Concord church. They know how to pray. That's for sure. Get things. Done. <laughs> and uh, we were all shouting out in front of the church, kind of like we did in those days, out you know on the driveway and seeing who's coming in, waving at people, helping right. people out of their cars. And uh, up in the parking lot comes this stretched limousine, and we're thinking, <laughs> who is that? You know, movie star or somebody. And um, out. Steps to Paul and he opens the door and it's May- Maynard Jackson, the cool. mayor of Atlanta, <laughs> <I love laughs> had come to our church out in the suburbs. We weren't even in the same county. Yeah, it was out in Cobb County, and so uh, drove That's him fun. out there and came to church. And um, long story short, uh, my dad prayed with him down front, and he um, he said, "I need a miracle," mm. and so we prayed. For a miracle, and uh, my dad and and mom here especially prayed for a miracle. The next morning, the headlines were that the garbage workers had just sort of supernaturally. <laughs> I think it said, uh, you know, miracle on Monday or something like that. Nice. You know, and uh, the new the Atlanta Journal Constitution had declared that you know no one knows why the workers just decided on their own to show up and the union officials got the first flight out that morning and left Atlanta, went back to New York, New York city. Anyway, they left and went back up North and uh, the city, you know, moved on. But um, that was a great, a great time. Mother, mother reminded me one time recently about that story that when the mayor came in, he sat down, you know, maybe third or fourth row back in the pews, you know, from the aisle. Yeah. And uh, this woman came in a little late and she said to him, You need to move. That's my seat. <laughs> so he said, Okay. So he moved down. And so later, when my dad said, We're honored today to have, you know, the honorable mayor Maynard Jackson, mm-hmm. and he stood up and she said, Oh God, <laughs> I just rebuked the mayor and told him to get out of my seat. she she turned to him later and she says i am so sorry i didn't know you know who you were or whatever where she shouldn't have told anybody to move but well right she was trying trying to not look so obvious being late for church you know right (laughs) isn't that great that's a great story i know
0: everybody has their place in church you know they want to sit right there
2: (laughs) they own it (laughs) real estate in the building
0: (laughs) but i think um you know, I think about your family, all of you, you know, cast singing and, and, uh, in music, involved in music for so yeah. many years in churches and, uh, Doc and Jerry pastoring and then later, you know, teaching. And, um, of course, David's traveled all over the world. It's just so wonderful what your family's done. Praise and I'm Lord. just so happy that I got to be a part of not only, your family, but your ministry too. Yes. It's just been a joy for me. I just am so thrilled. And um, David has so many funny stories. I, I just thought of one where we're talking about positions in church, and, yeah. and everybody has their little place. Yeah, second pew, left, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he said he went in one time when he was a little boy, and they had cushions, different ones had brought cushions. Yeah,
2: that was in Augusta.
0: And he moved them all around. <laughs>
2: Well, the the, the the little old ladies had made they, they the,
0: do things the, like that all the time. The,
2: the pew well, you Pastor Son, you're always at church and you're bored. <laughs> so you get into trouble that you create yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the pews at the Crawford Avenue Church of God in Augusta in those days were they were beautiful, but they were hardwood. They, they We hadn't gone to padded pews yet in oh, yeah. Uh, America. Yeah, We're trying to keep people from leaving church. So, <laughs> you know, we have to now have massage chairs, I think. <laughs> uh, you know, some kind of a, uh, you know. And a cup of pe- coffee. <laughs> pedicure, manicure available, you know, keep people in church. But um, anyway, they had these hardwood pews. And so I guess the little old ladies needed some padding. So they made their homemade cushions, you know, on a little squares. <laughs> so one Sunday I got bored and I went in there and I moved them all over the church, you know, cause they had their regular place. They had sat for 25 years, you know, I moved them all over and I looked down and my dad's getting chewed out by the, some of the sisters the saints
1: with the beehive
2: hairdos piled up on top of their head and they're getting, they got the finger, you know, given, uh, not, Uh, You know, the wrong finger, (laughs) but giving him (laughs) their pointer finger in his face, and somebody's moved my cushions. And he looked up at me, and I'm in the back of the church laughing at him. And he looked at me, he said, David, I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) You I just made his life a little bit problematic for five minutes. It was really funny. great
0: (laughs) oh my goodness Uh, i'm just glad y'all still serve god after all that (laughs)
2: yeah you need to serve god to be in church
0: well that's (laughs) exactly
2: i don't know if you caught the humor of what i just said (laughs) if you're gonna survive church you need the lord (laughs) oh praise god
0: praise god
2: that's so true. But, you know, mother mother's testimony, you talked about her earlier being a, a person of faith and oh, yeah. we were talking and mother only agreed to do this podcast if I if I did the talking. So, <laughs> I'm not overrunning her. She wanted me to kind of tell her story, but mom was uh, in 1954, she was diagnosed with uh terminal cancer. It was should they found a melanoma on her body and it had actually spread. Mm-hmm to 49 locations that they were able to mm. to remove, um, you know, the suspicious moles and things. Yeah, And then they finally said, we can't do anymore. And this was mm. before the days of chemotherapy much and, you know, radiation. They had just started to experiment some. But they said, even with all that, I mean, doctors today will tell you with, with it spread like that, it would, yeah. there's nothing they could still much do about it.
1: Right,
2: and so anyway, mother was healed in a very supernatural way. We could just spend an hour talking about that healing. It's a fantastic testimony, but um, the testimony I have memorized from hearing it for all my life. Sure, but mom was in the hospital, uh, given up to die, and mm-hmm. uh, she had prayed a simple prayer: "Lord, if there's anything you'd like for me and my husband to do." you and you know in ministry and i'd like to raise my daughter my sister was three years old well and i'd like to have more children if possible and yeah and if that's you know the thing you want i'm i would like to be healed very simple prayer sure uh this is pre word of faith and you know pre any teaching on you know authority or whatever much but uh thank god our Pentecostal denomination believed in divine healing. Praise God. And uh the anointing with oil and all that. Yeah. A part I want to tell about that that is so touching is mother said that before she entered the hospital where, you know, they expected her to die in the hospital. Yeah. But before she went in, uh the last Sunday she was teaching the Sunday school uh, one of the Sunday school classes at the austin avenue church of god in marietta georgia where my dad was pastoring in those years yeah and um mother was driving her new car 54 buick special <laughs> <It> was white <laughs> and she drove that car to church and uh they had a big radio in the dash of that car and a um Tent evangelist from Tulsa, Oklahoma Was preaching, his name was Oral Roberts
0: Wow. And he
2: said if you need a healing Reach out and touch this radio as a point Of contact, mm-hmm. you know a lot of people Have mocked that and made fun of it, yeah. and rolled their Eyes and said derogatory Things, but mother um, uh, Just, you know, did what Oral said and, and, yeah. and, and she prayed With him on the radio Broadcast, you know, coming right. across It's probably taped, it doesn't matter yeah. People say, well, those things are taped. How does that work? And it's like the word's the word and sure. faith is faith. You know, yeah, it doesn't does matter, it matter if it's taped or what. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just amazing people that try to to, to tear down the validity of it. But like Brother Hagin said the proof of the pudding's in the eating. And here's my mother sitting here, 92 years old yes. and uh, healed uh, of that terminal cancer. And case, that was uh, in 1954. So seventy how many years? years. Yeah, yeah, seventy years <laughs> wow. ago, and it's so 68, I guess. But my mother uh, said that an angel or a heavenly visitor. She never really has identified, but it was either Jesus. I always say it was Jesus because of what he said. Yeah, and he he appeared at her bed. She thought it was a doctor. Quite dressed in white and Mm -hmm. he said came in the door and he said daughter don't worry everything's going to be all right that's why i think it was jesus because he called her daughter
0: Daughter. yeah
2: he said daughter everything's going to be all right and she's she said okay and she accepted the word and uh she said that he went out the eighth floor uh window like not jumped out the window but through the wall through the wall um and she knew it was a heavenly visitor yeah she called the nurse and she said, I, I, I'm healed. I need to get out of here. And the nurse <laughs> said, you've lost your mind. It's gone to your brain. Mm-hmm. And mother said, as as much peace and and hope that the heavenly visitor brought, that nurse yeah. was almost the voice of the devil saying, you're going to hurt tomorrow like you've never hurt. You're going to mm-hmm. you remember that mother. Yeah. Oh, and uh, oh. just tried to mock it said, and, and said, it's gone to your brain. You know, you you're speaking out of your head. You're. You know, you're going to be in pain tomorrow.
0: Well, Satan comes immediately, doesn't he? To you? steal the word. Steal you know? the word.
2: And uh, mother called dad on the phone, apparently, and said, Come get me in the morning. And he had to drive from Marietta to <laughs> downtown Atlanta to the Crawford Long Hospital, still there. Building that mother was in is still there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, so um, here, here, um, my dad came up there, and mother looked terrible. He said she was balled up in the bed and a knot, and in terrible pain, and and turning yellow. And that's not good. It means your liver's failing. Yeah. And uh, so he said to her, "I thought you said you were healed." <laughs> and she says, "I am." And he says, "Well, are you, are you look like you're in pain?" And she says, "I am." She says, what does it have to do with me being healed? Jesus said I was healed or, you know, the angel said I was healed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to believe that, not what my body's saying. Right. Now that is faith.
0: Well, it is. That's exactly that's
2: what it is. You believe the, the word of the Lord. Uh, whose report do you believe? Mm-hmm. God's word or, and, you know, the Bible says that um, the written word, is a more sure word of prophecy than even a heavenly visitor talking to you. that's right. So Mother was standing on the word of God and didn't even hardly completely realize it, you know. Yeah. But she just knew, and that experience was very real. Yeah. And it tells us spiritual world is just as real as this natural world. Yeah. It's just right there with us all the time. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, they told her she was going to die. Say goodbye to everybody. and. She didn't die. And in two weeks, they let her out of the hospital and they said, Well, we'll keep a bed ready for you. You'll have to come back. And she said, You can rent your bed to somebody else. I'm not going to be back. And she hadn't been back since. (laughs) Well, for that, you know, maybe some other things, but you take care of. But mother said, I'll never die of cancer.
0: I love that. And you said the other day, David, we were talking about your mom, and you said, well, you know, so many people are scared of cancer, but cancer's scared of, yeah. my, of my mother. <laughs> cancer's scared of my mother. And I love that. You know, cancer yeah. should be afraid of I us. Know. There's Instead been so many people uh,
2: throughout mom and dad's ministry, uh, years of ministry there, that um, were healed of yeah. cancer, you know. And right. I've seen my mom almost climb into the middle of somebody. <laughs> yeah. To, to rebuke it and cast it out. Sure. And, uh, it. and she would tell them, you can't be afraid of this. Right. You know, you make it afraid of you. Yeah. And isn't that beautiful? That I think is that's so wonderful.
0: important. Not to live scared all the time. of uh,
2: Mom was, uh, you know, just fast forward. Mom and dad were very close to uh, Kenneth and Aretha Hagen and yes. the Hagen family. My dad taught at Rama, as I said, 13 years. Yeah. And, uh, mother was with brother Hagen when he transitioned, began to transition to heaven. And, wow. um, um, but, you know, we won't go into detail on that. I think those are private family, you know, things for the Hagen family, but, right. but, uh, she was there serving breakfast to brother Hagen and Aretha and was a, um, uh, close friend, you know, there as a friend, she wasn't sure. there as a. She never worked for the ministry or, you know, oh, no. some kind of cook or something. But I'm saying she was just there as a friend. Sure. They liked her cooking. Mom, mom's a great cook.
0: <laughs> she and, is. Um, and uh, David's learned some things from you, too, like your cornbread.
2: Cornbread. Oh, Don't gosh. put sugar in it, please. <laughs> please. Bat- if you have a dump of sugar for your cornbread batter, please get out of the kitchen. Because <laughs> there's something really wrong with that. <laughs> We had a we had a family we had a, a, a family friend one time that came into the house with my children, and uh, they they were from up north. Praise the Lord, we love people from up north. <laughs> but um, you know, they this person had never tried grits, and so my children were there, and you know, we had made this big meal, a southern breakfast, and had a beautiful pot of grits on and uh so this person said well my my one of my kids said to her, um have you ever tried grits and she said no i've uh, I've heard about them I'd like to try them so they said, Okay, try them so she put we told her what to put butter, salt, and pepper at the bare minimum, <laughs> of course we put bacon and cheese and all this <laughs> everything in there. said Mm. so she took one bite and a big spoon of it and she said that'd be good with sugar and and raisins (laughs) and and my youngest son all the oxygen he said all the oxygen left the kitchen and he said blasphemy She had blasphemed the royal the holy grail of <laughs> southern cooking. You don't put sugar in your bread. Anyway, or your cornbread.
0: Oh, my. It's pretty much
2: put a lot of butter on everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stick of butter in everything. Yeah, a stick of butter. <laughs> Speaking of that, mother, another uh, just a fun story. You know, mother, the Bible says a man's gift makes room for him. Well, yes. mother's cooking skills made a opened, I think about as many doors as, uh, anything,
0: isn't that something, Is something
2: you have. That's a skill sure. that you can do. Yeah. And so you, you, the Lord will use it. You, mm-hmm. you, you'd be shocked at the stories, you know, oh. the mother, mother used to make a, a, a famous coconut cake brother Hagen loved it. He would order one from her <laughs> and then he wouldn't share it with anybody. He would take it home and Aretha would say, uh, you know, have somebody stop by and said, Kenneth, I think we have some cake, some sister Jerry's cake. Would you like to offer it? And Brother didn't. he just shake his head, no, you know. <laughs> like look, like look at the floor, like, no, no, we don't. No, that's not available. He wouldn't share it. And our friend Rosie Greer did the same thing as his, his uh his wife at that time. We asked her, Did you get any of the cake that mom sent home to Los Angeles? You know, <laughs> she says, He carried that crazy cake on his lap on the plane all the way to la (laughs) and got there and wouldn't let me have even a taste i said well give me a tiny slice no it's my cake don't touch it so mother was famous for this cake and um and just a just a real short story there was one instant instance where mother got up one day she's supposed to go teach at Rama, you know Mm -hmm. in healing school and And, uh, you know, we talk about being people of faith, but it's good to be people of the spirit, too. You can hear the Holy Ghost tell you to do things. things. That's so true. And uh, And your mom
0: exemplified
2: that. Oh, yeah. Through the years,
0: you know, I would hear her teach or receive an offering and things like that. And she would just flow with the spirit of God, even during the offering. Yeah. um, It was just so powerful. And um, so, yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, she just. You, you try to shorten this up, but she got up one morning there and they, at that time they had a house near Rama in Broken Arrow. And the Lord told her, I want you to make a huge pot of, of vegetable beef soup, you know, as yeah. the mom got her little Dutch oven round one out of the thing and the cabinet and the Lord said, yeah, that's good. But get the double one too. That go, goes over two eyes, you know, two burners. Mm. Well, that's a lot of soup, Lord. Yeah, we're going to need it. So, and big thing of cornbread. Anyway, long story short, she obeyed God, had to go to the store, was teaching at prayer school, and it just had barely enough time to throw it all together and make it happen, you know. And, right. And, uh, long story short, there was this, uh, um, very wealthy family, um, prominent family in, uh, in America for decades or actually generations um industrialist family that uh mother I- anyway the soup she didn't know what the soup was for but she ended up the lord said take it to brother hagan's office so got the soup to the office the cornbread and this this very uh, famous very wealthy family uh you know ate of this said they wanted to eat it they smelled it in the yeah. little break room brother hagen had next to his office so they said they were going out to a restaurant, you know, a really good restaurant in Tulsa there and said, um, what, what is this? The woman said, what is this? And Aretha said, well, that's our friend, Mrs. Horton. She makes this food. We like it. It's Southern cooking. So she said, Oh, I would love to, can we just sit here and eat this? <laughs> so they got some bowls up and some spoons and, and serve this this uh, you know wealthy family this soup and yeah. cornbread later on mother was introduced to this woman and the, she said she needed somebody to sit by her in the services to help her learn the words you know so they assigned the person to mother and they introduced her and they said you know Mrs. So-and-so this is Mrs. Horton and she said that's not the Mrs. Horton that made the soup is it? <laughs> And Mama said, "Yeah." And she goes, "Oh, you're going to be my prayer partner." <laughs> Not only did they become prayer partners, but tremendous supporters of Mom and Dad's yeah. ministry, and and um, and um,
0: didn't she say to your mom, "Why did you make that soup?"
2: Yeah, why did you make the soup? And Mother said, "Well, the Lord told me to." to. And she said, "Oh, you're you're the kind of person that you're the one that's going to lead my me, prayer, yeah, and pray for me and." So mother was a prayer partner to this to this lady for many years.
0: Praise God. Uh,
2: and uh we became close to the family but anyway God opened a huge door there of yeah. supply and blessing. Sure. Uh you just never know, you know what yeah. God's going to do but it's good to Mother was always like I'm going to we're talking about you like you're not even here. <laughs> But you told me to do all the talking. <laughs> okay. So that's one good thing though, about us—we know how to talk. <laughs> we got three. You got three preachers here. It's scary. <laughs> that's true. But mom, mom, and dad, especially mom, was like, if God said do it, she—you know—if God said jump off the bridge, she would jump off and be thinking about it on the way down. I mean, not. Yeah, Su- not suicidal, but I'm no, saying, but was, <laughs> yeah, you know, just in obedience, hear from God and obey yeah. Him. Yeah,
0: and I, I, you know, I said a while ago about you taking up offering. I remember one time at one of the Gulf Coast conventions, you got up and you said, The Lord told me last night I was going to receive this offering, and uh, you know, it was for Louise, Louise was in charge then of those meetings, and so you were helping her. and. You said the Lord told me that everybody today that's wearing red is supposed to get $500 in this offering. <laughs> and I was sitting on the front row oh. with a red dress and a red <laughs> shoes and a red purse.
2: You were and targeted. I was,
0: yeah. And I, so I got out my checkbook and I wrote $500. Oh. But you know, it sure did pay off. I'm telling you the blessings of the Lord. I never missed it. And God's blessed me and it's just Ma- amazing.
2: Mom and dad were were like that. There was uh they went to one meeting in Tulsa one time a, a a ministry that was a missions ministry to Central America and and so um they went and they they had a dad had a really nice classic Mercedes Benz that he was driving, you know, and and that he'd had for many years and and were kind of restoring the car and yeah. and it was cool and Mother had a really big diamond ring that somebody had given her, you know. And
1: yeah.
2: they came home without a car and no jewelry. They they both got in the got up front, and Dad said, "Here's the key," and the "Here's the key to my Mercedes." And Mom said, "Here, yeah, I'm going to give my diamond ring for missions." Aww. And uh, you know, God always makes it up to you, you know, in yes, greater ways. And, but um, yes, He does. Mother one time was believing God for a refrigerator. She just believed God for whatever she wanted. One time she wanted a Cadillac to believe God and had the color interior. She had ordered it, you know, from in, in faith. And a uh, dad would go bring home something else. You know, one time he had a really nice Buick out front that the banker had said, <laughs> I can make you a deal on this. You know, it was a re, kind of re, a repo and, and, uh, but you know, like a year old brand, almost brand new car. They needed a car. They needed yeah. a car. Mom said, Well, we need a car. We can't, can't really we can't really afford one anyway. Let's just believe God for what we want. So, <laughs> so Dad would bring home, he brought home a Buick one time at Park Avenue. It was a pretty nice car, you know. And he said, Jerry, come out here and look at this car. And she says, Is it a Cadillac? <laughs> and he said, No. Is it light blue Cadillac with white leather interior and white top? No. Then I'm not looking at it. Oh come on, this is a really nice car, you know, and I can I, I can swing it through the bank. He was always going to swing it through the bank, right? I'm going to swing it through the bank, and she said, "I ain't even sitting in it. I'm not even going to come to the door." She wouldn't even come to the door and look out the window at that car because it's not a Cadillac. She told the Lord that's what she wanted. So, sure enough, one day these people. <laughs> found my dad and wanted to take him to lunch. And they took him to lunch in a light blue sky, blue Cadillac (laughs) with a white leather interior and white top. And, uh, back in the seventies, you know, when that was the thing early eighties. So they asked him, they said, do you like this car? And he said, well, yeah, who wouldn't this beautiful car, you know? And it was only like a couple of years old, you know, fairly new. And low miles and all that, you know. Oh, and uh, said, What? And my dad said, I started to say, Well, I don't know if I could afford that or, you know, want to go to the bank. And he said, I heard the Lord say, Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> don't talk. <laughs> sometimes we talk people out of things well, God's moving me. on them to do. Yeah. We're, too, we're kind of stupid sometimes. Anyway, dad said, he said, I started to say, I don't know. And he said, The Lord said, Don't talk. Shut up. Just <laughs> listen. And they said, Would you think your wife would like this car? Oh yeah. He goes, Well, drive it home to her. We've got another one here in the Praise parking God. lot. So dad drove drove up in, in it, you know, in her faith, her vision. I he drove that. up in it in the driveway. And he said, Jerry, I got a car here for you to look at. She goes, I ain't looking at it unless it's a Cadillac. He said, no, this one you're going to like. <laughs> so she came down the stairs and there it was exactly
1: oh.
2: the the make, model, and colors that she had told the Lord in prayer Praise that she God. had a dream of having. Mm-hmm. And uh, they drove that car for many years. Anyway, it was a blessing. I love that. One time, Mother had a one more little story that people, oh, I'm banging <laughs> on the table. Sorry i'm like i'm like a child with one of those hammer things that the, put the peg in the deal anyway oh, ma- mom was believing god for a refrigerator so she, needed, <laughs> she needed a new refrigerator i think she still had the avocado green one that oh yeah <laughs> been in the family forever and it started oh, to have god. problems she said we need a new refrigerator well, they they had just come out in those days with the side-by-side ones, you know, all the way to the floor, and it split down the middle. Right. And then they had a—she wanted the drink dispenser and water and ice and sure. lights and all that in there, and which is very normal, common now, but it was kind of over the top yeah. back then in and, and those days. And so she claimed one, so— Somebody would come up to her and said, I think you're believing God for something. I'm going to give you $400 for uh, whatever it is. Well, mother had priced out just sort of a, you know, a a regular refrigerator like that. Oh, $400. You could get something, but not, not the special model, just the base one. Yeah. $400. So she'd take the money and then she'd go to a meeting and put it in the offering. (laughs) So she did this three times. She got, she believed God for the $400. She figured out what they cost. I'm claiming $400 for my refrigerator. Well, somebody would bless her or somehow supernaturally this extra money would get in her hands. And she'd say, I'm going to believe God for this refrigerator. <laughs> she'd give the money away at the next missions meeting or whatever, <laughs> along with diamonds and cars and everything else. <laughs> and i think they gave land away they get i got the copies whatever you know was sure. the extra they had to sow seed sure. well <laughs> one day this man came up to my dad and he said i have this impression that your wife's believing god for a refrigerator wow so the lord spoke to me about a refrigerator he said the reason i'm saying is i own an appliance store <laughs> And I'm going to send out a refrigerator to your house, if that's okay. So dad walked in and told mother, you got a refrigerator coming. She said, well, I, I hope you didn't go out and, you know, finance something or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he'd want to bring it to pass. So he'd go out and make an arrangement, <laughs> you know, daddy. And so she, he said, no, you're going to like this deal. Well, they brought the top-of-the-line refrigerator back then that was $1,200. Remember, she had given that much money mm. in the offerings Amazing that God spoke to her. And then they delivered it, and it was Mother's favorite refrigerator. Right. It had a, every bell and whistle they made in those days, and she nice used God. it for, for you know a long time. So I anyway, how about that? I love it. Yeah. Isn't that a great story? Yes,
0: it is. Living by faith. And then, because of your I believe, because of your obedience and giving and and brother doc's obedience, and you know, you've had such miracles with two homes being paid off, mortgages right
2: right yes,
0: by you know, by somebody who the Lord spoke to about it, and yeah, um, it's just remarkable. what a remarkable life to yeah. say. Mm-hmm. and um, thank God that we have seen we've seen your faith we've watched it i have more from afar david has seen it firsthand yeah um you know growing up in your in your home and um it really does uh transfer onto you doesn't wow. it it's it's uh some people say it's not taught it's caught you know that spirit
2: of faith yeah.
0: <laughs> and um you've inspired us so
2: mother i <laughs> appreciate uh, it here's something you can do is uh there might be people watching this podcast that need need a healing or a provision from the Lord and and let's let's pray for them and give yeah. them a chance to yeah. to hook up their faith. And why don't you just pray a prayer for people that need healing thank in you, Jesus. Jesus' name?
0: Well, Father, we just thank you today for your blessings. Yes. We thank you that you said whatsoever we ask in the name of Jesus, it'll be done. And, Lord, we just pray for those that are seeking you or needing help. And we just pray for health and healing in their bodies, in their minds, in their homes. We bind up every evil spirit that's trying to come for those that have been seeking you for answers. We say the answers are on the way. And we just praise you for it, Lord. We rebuke every evil spirit that would try to attack those prayers yes and we thank you lord that Thy will be done Yes, in the name of jesus in the name of, of jesus, our, name of jesus we ask you yes praise god praise god. praise god
1: amen praise god. Praise, the
2: praise the lord, lord. Praise amen the lord. hallelujah and you can hook up your faith with that yes
0: amen, amen. that's oh. right God bless you. Well, we sure love you. Love you Thank too. you for being on here with us today. <laughs> David, you want to say anything else?
2: Well, I just wanted to say, you know, the name of this podcast series is Women of Substance. And Mother certainly has lived that life of, you know, um, you you it pays to obey God. Some yes, you know it does. you know, some old time preachers used to preach it'll cost you everything to serve God. And that's a horrible message. <laughs> it's, it's a lie. Yeah. It pays to serve God. Yes, and does. he, you know, if he asks you for something like, um, you know, to, to give or to give of your, we're always giving something, giving of our time, our effort, our energy, our money, our treasure, whatever sure. that we have. And, uh, he, he will never owe you. You can't outgive him. That's right. And, uh, so, you just you you know I just think there's so much we hear it all the time of people that have so much anxiety and fear, and they watch the news way too much, and you know mm-hmm. they're getting ready for Armageddon every five minutes i We grew up with that we used to get under our desk for uh nuclear drills or whatever, oh, yeah. so this isn't anything new right and every generation thinks they're the ones that seeing all the new things and mm-hmm. there's nothing new under the sun brother Hagin used to say it's true that's right so i just think uh, mother is an example of a life well lived yes. and uh, she's the uh, what does it say in proverbs about crowned in old age with with Wait, glory and, beauty. and so anyway we love you so. mom yes love we do you too. thanks for being with us today yeah,
0: yeah and we have a book by her husband, Doc Burton. Yes. It's a, a wonderful book.
2: Yeah, my dad wrote that book and uh
0: if you want one of them, yeah, you know, yeah. email us or uh,
2: Thank you for the biscuits.
0: Thank you for the biscuits.
2: Dad wrote <laughs> it and I I put a small forward in it and yeah. mother gave us permission to republish it, so
0: Yeah. So <laughs> let us know if you want one of those too and we'll send it out to you. Well, we, we just, are, again, are thrilled to uh, be able to share with you about the goodness of God and the the uh, how wonderful our Lord is. And until next time, we uh, we'll pray for you and believe God with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully, this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine, and if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest church. We pastor a local church here, uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for a prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.